Welcome, Welcome to How Have You... Oh, my God. <laughs> Threw off my whole rhythm. Sorry. I was practicing Start in the bathroom. Start over. I liked okay. it. Hello. Hello? Hello. And welcome. Welcome is good. Welcome to How Have You Not Seen This, <laughs> a podcast where a husband and wife show each other movies that the other one really should have seen by now. I am Daniel Carlson. And I am the wife. Yep. I'm Tracy No Carlson. name. Just no name. Nope. Go back. Delete it. No name. <laughs> We've gone full biblical here. Full Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> I'm of Daniel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darn right you are. <laughs> Glad you watched that show. Carlson. It's a documentary. And today, today uh, I will be asking Daniel, how has he not seen the 1994 classic British rom-com, Four Weddings and a Funeral? Rom-com, just so you know, is short for romantic comedy. So you just learned something. So take that to a party. That's you're embarrassing yourself. Just wrap that up in a little box for you're later. Embarrassing that's a gift. Okay. Yeah, that's. Sad. I didn't know what it meant. <sighs> I did. You were a film critic. <laughs> Not a good one. No, clearly. <laughs> um, so first, we got to do some um, pod keeping. Uh, I'm gonna need you to explain what that pod word means. Pod keeping. Because that's not a real word in it, the English language. Well, so podcasting wasn't a real world real word for a while no right so now i'm inventing pod keeping explain what it means well it's housekeeping for your podcast oh okay it's like if you've got you've got stuff you want to talk house, about from the last one house casting house no that's like if we were podcasting no that's what we do already. that's what we were it's house like if i was a witch and i house cast keep casting no house pod keeping house podding pod pod keeping keeping pod keeping i got it yeah Pod keeping. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I wanted to address a couple of things from the last episode that I think were really important and that we left out. And I'm sure that people listening were like, hey, what about? And so that's why I'm saying, hey, what about? Uh, one of them was when Daniel was speaking about aliens be- being the... Um, the franchise, you know, like starting the, the franchise of Aliens uh, and saying that there, there really weren't any franchises out there or whatever. And I was like, hang on, wasn't Star Wars already done? Like the first three, the only three. Um, and didn't haven't we already started Indiana Jones and all that? And so I really wanted to address that with him now and yeah, say... Yeah, and I'm glad because... Why would you think It was not Aliens at all my assertion... I, I did not mean, if I communicated that poorly, then that's my fault. I didn't mean to say that, that Aliens in 1986 created the concept of franchises or sequels, which have been around since movies started, but rather that back in the mid-80s, even though you still had things like top like of films this, alone. <laughs> yeah, okay, exactly. Uh, even though you had franchises back in the 80s. The Thin th- Man. They weren't nearly as popular as they are today. Like, and if you look now at the top grossing movies every year, most of them are franchise movies, sequels. Uh, things like that, Marvel, Pixar, you name it. But it was less common, but certainly not uncommon, you know, 30 years ago. That's all I meant. I would rather watch the Thin Man franchise than DC franchise. Yeah. I'm just saying. Right? You So you're saying you'd rather watch good movies than bad movies. Yes. <laughs> That's a bold claim. Although I don't know if the I'm, internet's ready for that. Although I do love Wonder Woman. Props. It's good. 
props to Wonder Woman. Props to Wonder Woman. And Better than Captain Marvel, I'll tell you that much. Uh-oh. Oh, you just started something, son. I just, I meant because it's oh, a movie. you just started something. That will Bye, be everybody. continued after the podcast. It's been great. Good. Speak well of me. Gravy. I cannot. W- I'm going to wow. miss you all. Wow. There's so much I didn't do. Okay. okay, so the other bit of pod keeping um, is we I we forgot the name of, I mean, I don't think we forgot it. Well, we I forgot it. didn't mention her name. Didn't mention her name, which is kind of gross considering what we were talking about. Catherine Bigelow is the spectacular director and ex-wife of uh, James Cameron, who has said, I believe, has said that he's a bit of a dick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A bit of an enormous dick. I don't think he has an enormous dick. Again, we do not want to have pictures nope. of James keep Cameron's em. Keep them. That's your knowledge. That's not mine. Uh, please do not send those. Don't need them. Um, you already have them, I think. Yeah, but that's like my own. That's personal. That's a hobby. Got it. And we don't have to talk about everybody's hobbies. Got it. Uh, so I love the clip that we started this with. I think it's an excellent. It is the beginning of the film. It was quite foul. It's fantastic. Um, truly sublime. And and so now comes the question, how have you not seen this? Uh, honestly, I really feel like I should have seen it before now. Um, because, spoiler alert for the rest of the conversation, it's a really good movie and I really liked it and had a great time with it. So uh, I, I wish I'd seen it already. Well, now they've turned off the podcast. Bye, everybody. I'm over, I was already killed a few minutes ago anyway. Um, so no, I saw when this first came out in theaters, I was a kid and a lot of, that's going to be a a recurring reason for a lot of movies that we talk about on this podcast. I know, but as I got more into movies throughout high school and college, I really should have seen this because I love a good movie in any genre. I love a good romantic comedy. You know, I mean, you're looking at the guy who in high school was like Shakespeare and love should have won over saving private Ryan. I mean, that's the kind of guy I was, I was, I was, you know, wearing sweater vests and watching mad about you. I love a good romantic comedy. So I am nothing if not well prepared for for this kind of movie. I just never got around to seeing it, which is a shame because I knew about it. It's super popular, uh, but I'm and I almost watched it a couple of months ago, but it wasn't with you. And you said no, wait, watch it with me. Yeah. And I'm so glad I did and waited, and that was it was really fun. So I didn't get to see it when I was a kid. Never caught up with it, but I'm really glad I did now. So that's I really, why I hadn't seen it. I really it. got into it watching. I mean, you like, screamed a lot. You also said the dialogue with the movie. Yeah. Throughout the movie. Yeah. For like a third of the movie. That's... Total. That's probably accurate. You also cried a lot. Yeah. I threw my arms up in the air a lot. You danced? I did dance. It was like a little interactive thing. Like it a was theme park. very interactive. I... This is one of those movies that it is this year, 25 years old. Let's say happy birthday to Isn't four weddings and a funeral. That's crazy. You can now rent a car. Mm-hmm. So be responsible. Yeah. Yeah. Get something good though. Yeah. Not like a Tercel. No. We've lost the Tercel. Sorry. Listeners. There goes the Tercel demo. Damn. There goes our Tercel sponsorship. There goes our Toyota sponsorship. Crap. Um anyway, I this is one of those movies that I never ever got tired of. I've watched it now. I've been watching it for twenty five years. Wow. Yeah. That's intense. I've been watching this it for 25 years and uh, and enjoyed it just as much. Enjoyed it just as much. Um, and actually, I had fun watching it this time, thinking about what I was going to 
thinking about what I was going to talk about and, and noticing some things like, oh, yeah, like that's going to be interesting to talk about. Um, but let's start off, I guess, with a plot recap just for for those of you who have not seen it. Um, you can skip just hit the skip button, I guess, if you don't want to know. But if you stick around, come on, stick, you know, get a refresher. Come on, it's, it's a Wikipedia. Good, well, if they You'll haven't seen it, yes. Oh, first, I oh, like yeah. to shout out to some credits for the I website. Shout out, yeah, yeah. We're at Wikipedia. No, no, let me. I'm okay. listen. I can. I am perfectly okay. capable. Okay. Wikipedia always donate to Wikipedia. Always. Yes. Where we we would be lost without them. Uh, BFI Film Forever. Uh, the Atlantic Mental Floss and MovieLocations.com. Thank you to all of these great sites for the information that I'm going to impart upon you, our listener, mm-hmm. our one listener. I'm assuming there's just one of you. Hey, Mom. Alone in a room. Hi. Just waving back at the... Thanks for the birthday card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, and while we're at it, before we get started, uh, click and subscribe. Yeah. While you're while you're here, while you're thinking about it, before yeah. we really get into things and turn you so completely off, so you'll get new off. episodes hot in your ears whenever they come out. Yeah, click uh, like and subscribe, and leave us a leave us a comment or a review. A re- that's what I mean. A negative review, a positive review. Just let us know you're out there. Positive would be better. Positive would be preferred. Uh, that's what we'd like. You can follow us on the Instagram, the Twitter, as the kids say. Mm-hmm. That you tweet at us, mm-hmm. tweet. Not seen this pod. Not seen this pod is basically it for everything. Twitter, Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, the whole yes, shebang. The whole shebang. Not seen this pod. Not seen this pod at gmail.com. Not mm-hmm. seen this pod.com. We've tried to make it very easy for you. Mainly very easy for us because we are. Um, You're welcome. Old and decrepit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So back to the plot of four weddings and a funeral. Well, fantastic. Fantastic. We need like that, like harp music, like doodle 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 doodle. Oh wait, what? You, you mean know, like, like the like, kind of like whisking people off into the world? Oh, okay. All right. Well, hang on. I'll find some of that. Okay. All right. So there we go. Uh, we doodly dude. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, at the first wedding, which is Angus and Laura in Somerset, uh, you meet Charles, played delightfully by Hugh Grant. In fact, let me just give you the cast list right now so that we can cover all that. Uh, his flatmate Scarlett, played by the uh, wonderful Charlotte Coleman, R.I.P. She has passed away. Um, Fiona played by Kristen, Kristen, I will never be able to say this name fast, Kristen Scott Thomas, who is sublime. Uh, And her brother Tom, played by James Fleet, hysterical. Um, Partners Gareth, Simon Callow, and Matthew, John Hanna, in an achingly beautiful role. I mean, just perfect. Um, And his brother David, who is played by David Bauer. Um... I hope. I hope that's right. Anyway, they are all pals and they all hang out. They go to the wedding. The The running joke is that uh, Charles is always late, hence the fuck, fuckity, fuck, 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 fuck. This is clearly not a clean podcast. No. No. 
it's going to get worse. It's going to get so much worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the reception, Charles meets the, I guess, beautiful. I mean, she is beautiful. That's really all she's got going for her. Carrie played woodenly. Yeah. Woodenly. Bless her heart. By Andy McDowell in a spectacular hat. She always looks like she just woke up. Just kind of. just what? Like, how did, she's like, I I'm real pretty, y'all. And y'all? we're like, no, you are. Oh, you are. You should try this foundation. What's the makeup she does commercials for? I don't know. But you know? she's so beautiful, and I'm sure she's an incredibly nice person. Mm-hmm. I j- oh, God, she's but just such a bad actress. Not a good actress. No. No. Um, but they fuck, because, you know, um, it's what you do. Mm-hmm. And then she is, and then like she wakes him up, zipping up her suitcase, and is like, "Peace out, I'm back to America." Uh, okay. Um, three months later, we have the wedding, another the second wedding, number two of Bernard and Lydia. Bernard. Bernard. I said Bernard because I'm an American. Oh God. Bernard. Well, we've and lost Lydia. the Brits. Bernard and Lydia, and they became romantically involved in a hilarious scene uh, at the previous wedding. And I think I have a picture of that, a picture of them on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. Charles meets Carrie again. Hooray, right? Hooray? No. No. She's with her fiance, Hamish, who looks like every gross, old creepy, dude. old, creepy British politician that you yeah. can imagine. You know. Also, she's super casual about being engaged. Like, I know it was just a one night stand, but. Like, Word. lead with that. Word. Don't, don't, don't bury the don't lead. Don't bury the like, lead. Just say, hey, hey, guy that I hooked up with and who is clearly psyched to see me. Who is clearly Heads up. Smit. Before you get any further with our conversation, I am engaged. Yes. The wedding itself turns out to be a disaster because Charles is met with all of his ex-girlfriends. And uh, there's a hilarious scene where he's caught uh, in, the, in a bedroom uh, in a closet while... Bernard and Lydia have wild, raucous sex, mm-hmm. um, as only the Brits can do and will do because Americans are prudish, and that's why we were kicked out. Um, then Charles has to deal with Henrietta, or as Fiona lovingly calls her, Duckface. Um, and she is an ex girlfriend who is still big time hottie hot for him, and she's nuts. And accuses him of being a serial monogamist and uh, has a fear of letting anyone get too close, blah, blah, blah. Then Carrie shows up again and like, come back to my hotel with me. And they have sex again. You know, like you do when you get engaged. Still engaged. First thing I did when I got engaged. Still engaged. Found some other guy and was like, let's do this. And at no point in the conversation is she like, man, I regret being engaged. I should be with you. Yeah, you were fine with she that. Just, yeah, she just takes it as a given. Like, I'm engaged. Gross. Let's hook up. Yes. All right. Then we cut to a month later. Charles gets an invitation to Carrie's wedding. Hooray. And he's out with her um, registry. Yeah, he's he's shopping for a gift at the super fancy store. Super fancy store. Runs into her. And then she's like, hey, come with me and help me pick out a wedding dress guy who I know has feelings for me. I mean, cunt. She's a total dick. Like Cunt. most of my notes were like, like just writing in all caps. This yeah, bitch does what? Word. Yeah. Like I'm like, yeah. Oh, by the way, that's the first of many times the C-bomb will be dropped on our podcast. Oh man. Yes. And, and it's deserved because she's just terrible. Like 
obviously she's treating this guy like crap. This guy clearly has no self-esteem because he's going along with it and saying, yeah, sure, I would love to help you uh, tie on your dresses. I'm flappy and I love you so much. And blah, blah, blah. Like, he hates himself. But Why like, don't you talk that way to me? I, I can. That British accent is spectacular. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, stop. Oh, dear God. Please stop. Okay. But yeah, like so he hates himself, yeah. and she's just using him, and uh, they're the hero and heroine. It's just, it's weird. Yeah. She she could, yeah. She's terrible. Then they go to lunch. She recounts her 33 sexual partners. Mm-hmm. That was what we did on a first date, I think. Yep. Um, and then Charles tells her he's in love with her. She says, you're lovely, and that's it. Yeah. he He comes out with it, and he's actually bravely says i love you to a woman who has you know kind of used him multiple times and is also clearly engaged and going through with it and she just says thanks that's real sweet Mm -hmm. i I gotta go and Mm -hmm. he's just of course crushed yeah 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 i have done that before where i've said i've had feelings for you and the guy was like i don't feel the same way and it sucks it's fun. We've all done it. Oh, it's great. It's it the most fun. Sucks so hard. It's great. Um, but you know, you move on. You don't. You don't just keep. You don't. Yeah. Um. So okay, we've got another month later. We're in Scotland. Except, you'll find out later. We're not really in Scotland, but in the movie, they're in Scotland. movie magic. Movie magic. Suspension of disbelief. Uh, Gareth. Again, Simon Callow, if you have not seen Amadeus, Shakespeare in Love, any number of amazing British films, he is just incredible. He's really recognizable. And he's incredible yeah, he's in this great. movie. Oh, my God. He does a great job. Uh, he instructs his group of friends to go out and seek potential mates. Scarlet hits it off with a dashing Texan named Chester. All right. What up, Lone Star State? Whoop. Uh... Fiona figures out that Charles is in love with Carrie. Charles asks why Fiona's single. Then you have one of one of the, I would say, two most heartbreaking scenes mm-hmm. in the movie mm-hmm. when Fiona says, tells Charles that it's always been him. She's always been in love with him since yeah. since first they met, she says. Mm-hmm. And and there's this music and she says it doesn't matter. Friends is good. Friends is something. I mean, I just I, ow. Yeah, who hasn't been there either? Kristen That's Scott a Thomas. There's uh, something I read, I think it was in the Atlantic, that said she has so few lines, but the lines that she has are just, she's perfection she won a BAFTA for this role because she was so incredible and this is like the longest speech she has in the whole movie yes and it's really just a few sentences it's like a paragraph yeah and it's the longest scene she really has but uh, but she does a great job oh my god ow it's wonderful it's ow in the best way Mm -hmm. unfortunately Charles does not feel the same way unrequited um then the worst Gareth dies of a heart attack during the groom's toast it's so shocking. And also something that happened to Richard Curtis. Oh, the, the screenwriter. I shouldn't I should have said that at the beginning. No, we'll cover my this, apologies. Yeah. No, okay. Uh directed by Mike Newell, mm-hmm. written by Richard Curtis. Uh Richard Curtis uh wrote 17 drafts of this film and uh wrote it based on his own personal 
experience of having attended 72 weddings in five years. That is awful. I would not wish that on an enemy. I would not. I mean, that's horrible. That's a wedding a month for like five years. That's that makes me want to find that makes me want to find what's her name of 27 dresses and just slap her around. Catherine Heigl. Yeah. What do you know? 27 dresses. 72 dresses. 27, 72. Oh, my God. Wait. What? Okay. Okay. Oh, shit. Glitch in the Matrix. All right. All right. Something's different. All right. We'll get it. We got to figure that out. Hold on. I wonder. uh, There's a whole thing. I'm not happy right now at all. I'm freaked out. No, there's a thing. There's a thing. All right. Now we got to get to the really, really, really sad part, which is Gareth's funeral. And Matthew recites the poem Funeral Blues by W.H. Auden. For those of you who have never read it, read it, read it. It is incredible. Mm. I recited most of it along with him. You did. While crying. You did. uh, The end and nothing now will ever come to any good. I was like, well, I just shoot me now. Commemorating their relationship. uh, Carrie and Charles at the moment. And then Charles and Tom darling James Fleet. Tom is just this bumbling, obscenely, obscenely wealthy uh, man who is Fiona's brother. Um, And they share this moment where Tom says, you know, I never, I never thought that I, I never wanted the Thunderbolts. I just want a girl that I like and the look of me doesn't make her sick and we get married and um, in fact, there's a hilarious scene where I think where Charles tries to figure out exactly how rich Tom is. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I love that part. Yeah. I love it. Um, but while they're having this moment, they realize that uh, despite all of their little group acting like they're single, they weren't because Gareth and Matthew were basically married. I mean, at that time in England or anywhere, I don't think you could gay people couldn't be married, but they were together. They lived together. They loved each other. They were a married couple. And, um, Charles has this moment where he's just like, is true love even possible? Is this even something that I can ever have? And, and should I just do what Tom is talking about and just look for someone who I don't make sick? I don't know. So cut to 10 months later. Yep. Last wedding. The fourth wedding. wedding. The bride is revealed to be what? Duck face. That's right. Duck face. Yep. Henrietta. Um, Henrietta, he decides to marry Henrietta, which, uh, okay. Which, by the way, a lot happened because he, we see Henrietta at the third wedding, and she's with a boyfriend, a new boyfriend, and is very happy to have moved on. She's a doctor. So, in the ten months between the third and the fourth wedding... She was always in love with Charles. A lot <laughs> happens. Yeah, but she was always in love with Charles. I feel, yeah, I just, really she feel like he could have just like crooked his finger, yeah. and she was like, oh, uh, here I am. Oh, okay, let's get married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so then who shows up? Carrie. Freaking Carrie. And she's like, oh, I've broken up with my with my husband, and I'll never marry another man again who's three I'm times distraught. my age. I feel the sadness deep within my bosom. Yeah. <laughs> I must go recline, for I have been bro- I've been laid low by these <laughs> by this grievous turn of events. Jesus. That's my Andy McDowell impression. That's really good. Try this foundation. That's all I know. Oh, don't you want my dewy glow? 
Uh, Charles has a crisis of confidence and is counseled by both his brother and Matthew. Oh, Matthew. But he decides he's just going to go on with the wedding. He has... You know, like you do when you're not happy and just want to decide to get married to somebody just to get it over with and spend the rest of your life with them. You know, the way you do. I do, I do know. I know people like that. Yeah. That makes me very sad. That does make me sad, yeah. Uh, so then you have the vicar, who I love. The vicar says, is there any reason why the couple shouldn't marry David, who is deaf? Did I say that before? Yes, you did. Okay, David is deaf. Asks Charles to translate for him. And he says in sign language that, among other things, he suspects the groom is in love with someone else. And there's this there's this moment where the, <laughs> the vicar, I don't know why I love it so much. He's like, do you love someone else, Charles? Do you? And I'm like, I... I I don't know. I love it. I, by the way, if if I have not expressed this yet, am a rabid Anglophile. It's weird. Yeah. It's it, intense. It's intense. It is definitely a 10 out of 10. There's it is not a British bore. procedural nope. that I have not seen. There's not... Uh, you do not mess around. I don't. No. Madly, madly in love. I had a, a bird, a Quaker parrot named Monty for Monty Python. Yep. Um, for the dead parrot sketch, and I taught him how to say um, bereft of life. Anyway, <laughs> on we go. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Charles confirms, I am not, I, I do love someone else. Henrietta rightfully decks Just him. Just slugs him right there, which Dude. you've got to. She was happily dating she someone 10 to. months ago. She now she's to. marrying this guy and at the altar. As they're saying their vows, he's like, oh, BT dubs. Sorry. I like Sorry. somebody I like somebody else. But we can still be friends, I guess. I guess. So she just cold cocks him and knocks him down. It's yeah. fantastic. And it's wedding fantastic. It, wedding over. Wedding over. Uh, end up back at the flat with the crew. Uh, even Fiona's like, dude, you suck. Like, hardcore. Yeah, it's a pretty rough way to treat somebody. Uh, but who shows up? Freaking Carrie. With her foundation. Y'all. Y'all. I was at the wedding. I saw it. I saw what happened. I saw it. I feel terrible. How, how, how unfortunate for that poor sweet girl. Yes, how are you is... doing, Charles? Charles, how's everything? I love... I, 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 I think I'm I love you. you. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he proposes lifelong commitment without marriage. Yeah, like, do you do you want to, like, not marry me? Yeah. Do you want to not... And she goes, yeah, I do. I do. I do. And then he they kiss. then they kiss, of course, and there's lightning. Blah, blah, and blah. uh and she delivers the worst line in the entire film that oh, yeah, has been they're, they're standing outside in the rain while they're talking. That has been talked about for twenty five years. She's made like public um uh defense she's had like a, made like a public defense it's of this not, line. It's a, it's a terrible fucking line. It's actually it's just, it's, I think it's a fine line, but it's just so poorly delivered by a bad I'll, actress. I'll see if I can find it, but if I can't, it goes. Is it still raining? I hadn't noticed. And she says it with the emotion of, uh, let's say, a chair, a rock. Pick your favorite inanimate object and uh, imagine it acting on screen next mm-hmm, to Hugh Grant. Mm-hmm. That's the level of heat she brings to this climax of a romantic comedy. She's like, is it raining? I hadn't noticed. Climax. <laughs> you said it yeah uh anyway yeah we'll try and find a clip we'll try and find a clip we'll try and cut it in okay i'll i'll try 
I'm so okay. Now I'm not going to tell you the end credits because they're adorable, you and should watch for you should watch them for yourself. And you can probably find them online if you don't want to watch the movie. Uh, you sickos! <laughs> you have no soul, sons of bitches. Just no watching credits. Soul. Who does that? Uh, so yeah, so, so that's four weddings and a funeral. That's four weddings and a funeral. Now let me say this. Um, like I said before, directed by Mike Newell. Uh, Good director. First of several films by screenwriter Richard Curtis to feature Hugh Grant, even though Richard Curtis, I love this, was did everything in his power to keep Hugh Grant from being cast in this role because he was, quote, too handsome. Yeah, that's dumb. And, well, it's because it's supposed to be Richard Curtis, and I'm assuming he's in just like an uggo? Or no, he's I don't not know. an uggo. He looks like a normal human being, but if someone's like, hey, man, we're going to make your movie with this super hot rising star and we think it could really do something cool you say thank you very much for making my movie you don't say can you let's cast, only pay him fifty thousand can you cast someone uglier and really make it a harder sell for audiences what yeah. the hell yeah you want to know it's like no put that hugh grant away i have a, a young man named john c Riley. i'm gonna bring in you're gonna love i've got alan rickman in the wings to Weird. be very and again handsome yeah, but who, who doesn't but, love? I but mean, seriously, different I'm energy mad, entirely. Madly in love with Alan Rickman. Cannot imagine him in this role. Do, no, Alan, no, do no. your Alan Rickman impression. Uh. <laughs> do it right now. Do your Alan Rickman. Okay. What am I saying? Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry. I I don't. I can't do it. I Where can't. are the detonators? Give them to me. Give them to. Okay. Die Hard's better than Harry Potter. I come to my house and fight me. There you go. Die Hard is better We've than Harry Potter. We've lost all the Harry Potter people, which is like a lot of the podcasting. Well, people. I'm sorry. Yeah. I have opinions. You do. They also wanted Alex Jennings, who later played uh, Prince Charles in The Queen. Fantastic, fantastic film. Great movie. Uh, that really was good movie. Curtis's first choice for the lead. And if you want to go with someone who isn't attractive, that's the person. I mean, I'm sorry, Alex Jennings, but zoics. Um, anyway, so it obviously worked out. And uh, Richard yeah, Curtis was like, so this is cool. Can I keep writing movies for you? And Hugh Grant's like, I guess, yeah. Because um, he did, Richard Curtis also wrote Notting Hill. And he wrote Love Actually, both of which had Hugh Grant. And, and directed Love Actually. And he directed, did he do, did he write Bridget Jones's Diary? I don't. I don't know, I don't. but that was just another Hugh Grant being you can look that British up. and adorable. Oh, on the internet. Yeah, you're. I'll look it up on the cramped internet. Cramped up over there. You're I'm fine. Knock it into. Everything. I'm in my little nook. Forgive any sort of knocking around. We are not in a professional sort of situation. Well, we are, but we're not. Oh, he did. He wrote Bridget Jones's Diary. Okay, well that explains it. He also wrote War Horse. <laughs> the Steven Spielberg movie that's about my, the the my, horse that goes to war. That's my favorite movie. It's a great movie. At the end of it, the war starting, and they're like, "War horse, no!" And he's like, "I have to. It's war, and I'm a war horse." And that's credits. It's war, and I'm a horse. Is that the war horse? The guy's naked all the time. No, that's Equus. I know. I was being facetious. Um, How dare you? Sorry. That's this is not the place for that. It's this is true. a serious discussion. By the way, about naked Equus, horses. Equus, which starred uh, for a time Daniel Radcliffe, Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter, bringing it back to Harry Potter, Circle of Life, Circle of Life. It's a circle of life. We're gonna get sued. Stop! 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 By Disney. Stop! Stop. (laughs) Okay. Sorry, Estate of Elton John. Yes. 
uh, estate of Elton John. He's not dead. But the corporation probably owns the... Whatever, let's keep going. All right. Um, I keep hearing a weird, like, ringing. So if that shows That's up... super in the weird. Podcast, I don't know. I am not. So okay, well, one of us is crazy. Well, clearly it's me. We already know that. But I'm crazy in a different way. You're crazy for me, baby. Hell yeah, I am, baby. All right. All right, back to the movie. <laughs> They're fine with it. Okay. Uh, it was made in just six weeks. It cost under three million pounds, which is about four point four million dollars, which is crazy. It's yeah, it's insane. As Daniel said, though, um, when it doesn't we watched look it, bad. It you can tell that it that it had a low budget, but in like the best way. Right, it looks realistic. It looks real. Yeah, it which doesn't I look love. cheap. Like it doesn't look like they skimped on anything. It looks like authentic. I think that's one of the reasons. Uh, one of the reasons that that I liked it. In fact, it was so low budget that all the extras had to wear their own wedding clothes. Yeah, that's awesome. Which made it so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks Because real. you're looking at these people and you're like, well, clearly that's her hat. Yeah. And by the way. The hats are great. Oh my God, the hats. I'll stand up for the hats. I wanted to elope. I am not a wedding girl. Probably should I elope. think they are an absurd ridiculous Our waste advice of money. to everyone out there is elope. If you're going to get married, Take don't have a wedding. Take money and elope. Elope. Just elope tomorrow. It's a wedding is a four-hour dinner. Start your marriage Go see your friends some, some other time. Just don't Go do it. Go on a super fancy honeymoon. Yeah. Just don't. Just elope. See just elope. all the things you can see. There it is. There's the rhyme. <laughs> Let's elope. Let's elope. Okay, dog's Okay, okay, okay. But... If you are not going to elope, then you get married in a British church. With a hat. Wearing lots of fancy hats, damn it. Look, I think Andy McDowell is just uh, not a good in this movie, but she rocks that big old hat. Damn. She looks great in it. She had it made special. Y'all. Remember, she She, says. I had it made specially for this wedding. No, she just said, I had it made Made special. special. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyway. My big hat. Do you like my big hat? Now, highest grossing British film in history at the time, worldwide box office in excess. And I imagine you could look it up on, you have that mm-hmm. site, at the time, $245.7 million. That's an insane return on investment for, yes. like, I mean, that's not a hit. That's like, a just smash, insane runaway. Let's make more movies with these people. Yes. Like, let's make as many movies with Hugh Grant as like, possible. Oh, wait. Richard he's Curtis, what, out what with other ideas do you have? On let's, Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, hookers, man. That was a mistake. Dude, when you have Elizabeth Hurley wearing a dress that's safety pinned up the side, what are you doing looking for hookers on Sunset Boulevard? This is all I'm saying. It was the 21st highest domestic grocer in the U.S. that year, too. Okay. So, so how much did it make total? Let's find out. Yeah, domestic in the U.S. fifty-two, foreign, so everywhere else where it was really bigger, one ninety-three. So worldwide total two hundred forty-five million dollars. Okay, so I was right. Okay, yeah, that was the total, total, total. Mm-hmm. All right, it got Academy Award noms for Best Picture. Which when does that ever happen nowadays? Yeah, an R-rated romantic comedy. R-rated romantic is it R-rated? Yeah. Oh wow. There's a R-rated lot of swearing romantic. in sex. <laughs> uh, it's just. That's just my life. I, I hear you. I just, I'm just saying, we live life rated R. <laughs> my life is rated. My life, they can't rate my life. No. Um, best Picture and Best Original Screenplay, which it absolutely should have won. Best Original Screenplay. I don't know why it didn't. Who did that year? Uh, well, it just came out in 94, which is the year Forrest Gump. Oh, fuck off. Anyway, 
In addition to this, we had, let's see, Grant won the Golden Globe for Best Actor as well as the BAFTA for Best Actor, and the film won the BAFTA for Best Film, Best Direction, and Best Actress in a Supporting Role for the amazing Skriskin Scott Thomas. Skarskafarsh. Kristen Scott You were giving like the original Swedish version of her name. I was. That's fair. I was. You know what? The woman is an incredible actress. She deserves to have her name said properly, and I am... Sorry, Kristen Scott Thomas. Sorry, Kristen Scott Thomas. I did it. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Never say it again. I will never say it again. Done. We're just going to call her KSS. KST. Um, Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, yo, Kristen! Sorry about your name. We're fucking it up nine ways from Sunday. But we love you so much. But you're great. You're so awesome. So much. I wish you'd survived in Mission Impossible. I wish that that you had survived in... What was that super long one that everybody loved that What's-Her-Name hated in Seinfeld? English Patient? The English Patient. Did she live in that? I don't remember. It's a good movie, though. Yeah, but remember... Yeah, yeah. Elaine hated it, yeah. Yeah, Elaine hated it. Hey, by the way, happy birthday, Seinfeld, 30 years. Mm -hmm. We're all aging. Yes. You can now... um, Enjoy a responsible career. Be 30. Mm -hmm. Nothing exciting for you. No. Uh, Let's see. Just basically, like, best film around. Everybody loved it. Hooray, hooray. And uh, and what did you think? I thought it was great. I, I thought it was a fantastic movie. Yeah. This is usually the part of the podcast where the new person talks about their likes and dislikes. I liked like everything <laughs> about this movie. What? What's is fun? this is this usually the part where we talk? Yeah, about Yeah, we're our three episodes stuff? in. We got traditions. Oh, okay. This we got looks we got all sorts of traditions. Like the dog is just all up on my feet, and the cats She's are running producing. around like crazy. She's producing it's traditions out the at the wazoo. Yeah. Uh, I liked just so many things about this movie. Almost everything. Like, I'll start. Like my dislike is. Andy McDowell. Andy McDowell. The character is not great because nope. she's pretty mean and manipulative, um, and she's played very badly. I think it's possible to actually play this character well and make it interesting and compelling. Do you? With a better actress, but it's not, bless her heart, it's not her. Yes, but would you like to know a fact? Sure. She was inspired by Catherine Hepburn. Nope, not true. She wanted to play a character different than her sexually repressed character, Anne, in Sex, Lies, and Videotape. Okay, which is a good movie. Which is a really good movie, if you haven't seen it. Uh, And inspired by Catherine Hepburn because Carrie was, as McDowell explained to Entertainment Weekly in 1994, the kind of role she would have played 40 years earlier. She was forthright, the one with power and intelligence and the guts to say and do exactly what she wanted. I'm going to tell you something. If a man had done what she did, we would be like, that guy is a huge asshole. Yeah. Huge asshole. So I'm calling so, her a huge. You know what? Is, this is the this is the feminism age of feminism. You're a, you're a fucking dick. You're yeah, an she's asshole. a big old dick. Yeah. Yes. So so I didn't like her character, nope. and I didn't like her as an actress because she's not that good. No. Uh, I mean, do you think she's better in this or Groundhog Day? Oh God, I think she I think she is the low point of both films. Yeah, which sucks because they're two Groundhog amazing Day movies. Is a almost a, down, almost perfect film. Weighed down by Andy McDowell. Yes. And yeah. her hair. Yeah, bless her heart. Yes. Yeah. Now then, I think Groundhog Day, she gets off better because it's all about Bill Murray's character, and so we're kind of focused on him, and I think it's fine. But yeah, like this, I just I didn't really like her in this movie at no. all, which sucks because I liked everything else. I liked the jokes. I liked the cast. I liked 
the friend group. Uh, I liked the chemistry between them. I loved the characters. I loved the comedy. I loved how they went broad and farcical and made it work like uh, Hugh Grant stuck in a closet while the uh, new bride and groom are having sex and he's trying to get yeah. past them. It's hilarious and bonkers. It really and it's is. so goofy and it, it works. Um, but they also do like really subtle, funny character bits. Like when Hugh Grant is talking to Henrietta, the ex-girlfriend, and she says, you always thought I was dumb. I thought you, you two was a submarine. And he said, no, no, you're fine. Their music has a very naval quality. Like, it's just a great, <laughs> great little joke. But he says just it just in this little yeah, kind just, of... Just tossed off. Yeah. Just buried in there. And um, I thought Hugh Grant's performance was wonderful. Um, I know that we were talking about that. Like, uh, he, he does this kind of like, you know, he does this bumbling thing very, very well. Um, he's very charming. I thought, like, it was it was great. I, I laughed a ton. I... And here's the thing. It's a popular movie, so I knew about a lot of what was going to happen. Like, I knew that there was a gay couple, one of whom died, and I knew that the surviving member would read that W.H. Auden poem. Like, I knew that was going to happen, and it still really moved me. Yeah. Which is a testament because, norm- you know, it's it's not uncommon if you know what's going to happen in a movie. Sometimes you might check out for a few minutes and say, okay, I saw this, or this was spoiled for me, or I read this, or whatever. I saw the trailer. But, like, I was still totally hooked. Um, I thought this was just a fantastic... That's a credit to John Hanna. Oh, he was wonderful. Wonderful who, actor. Who just, I mean... Wonderful actor. I love him in everything he's done, and I love those... those. He has very expressive eyes. Mm-hmm. He's and great. And, of course, the Scottish accent. Uh, just whatever. Take me now. Um, he is in another movie that I might show you, but I won't. Okay. I, I won't tell you now. But he stars in another movie that I won't talk about. I'm looking at other stuff. Yeah, he's been in a ton of stuff. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. He was in the Mummy trilogy. Those were not good movies. Don't hold that against him. I don't. Work is work. Yeah. John Hanna's got to pay the rent like everybody else does. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I I would say he probably brought... He was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes, he was. Huh. He was actually an incredible character on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And BT dubs... I watched The Avengers with my dad when I was in uh, Colorado this past week. And that's a really hard movie to watch with someone who doesn't know anything about the Marvel Universe, whereas then I have seen many, many of the 22 Marvel films, as well as devoured every single episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. more than once. Um, Who's that guy? What's he do? Who's that? What's that? Which one's the Hulk? That's my father. Which one's the Hulk? Why is the Hulk not the Hulk right now? What's the who's Thor? Where's Thor at? Where's this Hemsworth fella? I don't what's, know much, but I know I don't know much, Captain but America's I know deal? you I know you girls love that Hemsworth fella. The Iron Man? What's what's uh I know you girls love the that Iron Hemsworth Man up fella. To? Yeah. That's my dad. It's amazing watching movies with him. I don't know how we got off on that, but I, I wanted to tell you that they actually tried to like like uglify it's not a word. I've made it up. It's it's now a word. Uglify Hugh Grant. Uh, to uglify. To yes. That makes sense. They uglified him. Because they gave him the same haircut as him, several of the women. They gave him the, uh, the shaggy hair, uh, the it's glasses, which just made him more attractive. Yeah. Uh, and deliberately unflattering, ill-fitting they clothes. Gave him, yeah. There's this the scene where he goes out to lunch with Carrie and they try on dresses and stuff. He's dressed like a clown. He's His clothes are terrible. And yet he's still incredibly charming because it's Hugh Grant. Who are we it's kidding? It's Hugh Grant. It's Hugh Grant. What are you going to do? Uh, and I'm sure he's gotten them fixed by now, but I love his little crooked bottom teeth. Speaking as someone with crooked bottom teeth. Thank you, Hugh Grant. By the way, Hugh. Thank you. Thanks, HG. Uh, also, I, 
the whole stumbling, nervous thing that he is known for uh, is not his actual. That's not yeah, Hugh he can, Grant. He can speak. He was directed that way by Mike Newell, and actually kind of fought against it because he didn't think it was natural. But he realized that. Um, Newell was, as he said, making a film with texture, grounding it, playing the truths rather than the gags. And uh, he was—he thought his performance was atrocious. He's like, this is terrible. And Mike Newell's like, no, trust me, please. I know what I'm doing. I made Enchanted April. And Donnie Brasco, hello. Yeah. He directed Donnie Brasco, A, one of the best mob movies ever made, and B, like career great performances from Johnny Depp and Al Pacino. Word. Like, the man knows how to direct a movie. Al Pacino. See the Godfather. Yeah. There we go. Third oh. third podcast. There it is. And I mentioned it. There it is. I had to. Welcome back to our podcast. Hey, have you seen The Godfather? <laughs> it's, we just kind of shoot the shit for an hour or so. And then at the end, we're like, hey, have you seen The Godfather? Hey, have you seen The... You should be sure you have. The Godfather. Well, this worked out just great then. This was See you next week, everybody. Perfect. Okay. I'm so proud of all of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I... So we've gotten past. So we've gotten past the the shite, which is Andy, Andy McDowell. Her, so I can just tell you. I thought it was a fantastic movie. I can top tell to you bottom, cool stuff about her. it now. Like hit me. Okay, so one of the things that I loved, Hugh Grant paid less. If you're if we're in American dollars, less than sixty thousand dollars for his role. That's insane. Whereas our wooden and yet very clever Southern Belle, Andy McDowell, said, you know what? I'm going to take points on the back end. So she could buy hats. She was able to buy a lot of hats. Made well over, she made well over $2 million. Look at all this money I made from my hats. Look, I made it special. Y'all, I made this hat special. (laughs) Is it raining? I hadn't noticed. (laughs) We're the worst people in the world. She's fine. She's fine. Um, also, uh, American, the American, of course, the Americans, we fuck everything up. Hi, we're America. Hello, everybody. Sorry about the earth. Hi, everyone. Coal is clean. Mm -hmm. And there is no such thing as climate change. You're welcome. Fake news. Mm -hmm. Um. Sad. They, (laughs) they, over their coffee. Mm-hmm. They decided that they did not like the word fuck. So uh, Hugh they Grant... They meaning the movie, the producers, the studio? The American... Oh, the Americans, finance, that's right. Oh, the that's the right. financiers, the financiers darling. Fern- the, the financiers Fern-sers. decided that they did not like, they did not care for the word fuck as much. So they reshot the first scene for America with him saying bugger, which is the, the same, same thing. fucking thing. Mm-hmm. means the same thing. Uh, to bugger somebody is to fuck them. Hello. But they, they still had him do it also. And this to me is just, this is a sign that the movie is excellent. They when at the Salt Lake city premiere, the entire, um, uh, city council, uh, stood up and walked out. That's weird. You know, uh, I don't, I have a hard time believing that because Mormons are usually pretty chill about sex Don't, and language. Now we, yeah, that we can't. We gotta be careful. That's true. Mormons are cool. They are cool. There are a lot of. I have a lot of friends who are Mormons. There are a lot of cool Mormons. But I'm saying, if you're premiering in Salt Lake City, you've got to expect some pushback. This is what I'm saying. It's Utah. I mean, it's, it's Utah. It's Utah. They're not known for their shenanigans. Not at all. Uh, I mean, premiere something in Vegas for Christ's sake. That's what I'm saying. They've seen everything. Oh my god. Um, 
I also like, so we are all used to seeing that really awesome logo of working title films, you know, Mm -hmm. the little whoosh thing that it does. Um, They were kind of a nobody and they stepped in uh, to close the very, to close the gap in financing. Um, Again, this film was made for 2.7 million pounds uh, and working title gave some of the money and then ended up becoming working title like yeah. huge like what an insane triple cherry payout that got yeah, on this that's this one is of those ridiculous where you're like, well, all right. way to go you guys way to go i know i know um i loved speaking of money uh they didn't have enough money for anything uh so we said like the extras had to wear their own clothes future home secretary and mp amber rudd was given the credit of aristocracy coordinator goodness by the way I am perfectly aware that my accent is atrocious. I am perfectly aware that I am probably blending north, south, east, and west, and yet... Hold on. Hold on. Listen to mine. Check mine out. I don't care. Oi! No, don't do it. Don't start that oi stuff. Oi! Don't start that. Gov! Oh, God. Come on, you spurs! I... Sorry. I don't... Hello? I'm going to have to watch... I love. I'm going to have to watch Luther after this to get this taste out of my mouth. Stop that. Stop it right now. Stop it. Because I've got to tell you who the aristocrats are that she got. The aristocrats? She got several aristocrats to make uncredited appearances because I'm sure they were like, I don't want want my name on this picture. Thank you very much. No. (laughs) Good Lord. Um, Including the then Marquess of Hartington. What? The Earl of Walton. And my personal favorite... Peregrine Cavendish. This country's made up. This Peregrine Cavendish. England is. Oh, thank you so much. England is just uh, Narnia. It's none of the none of the thing you just said. It sounds real. I Nothing is want true. to name something Peregrine Cavendish. Like I'm going like a fish. Like no, a cat. No, like I want to have a dog, and uh, two dogs, Peregrine and Cavendish. No, don't. Wouldn't you love to have a dog and name her? Um, name her Peregrine Cavendish and have to like make the vet has to come out and be like Peregrine Cavendish every time every time Peregrine Cavendish the fourth comma Lord of Lord uh, Lord Peregrine Cavendish we'll have to look him up well yeah look him he's is it is it a man or a woman it's a man I believe the name Peregrine I don't honestly know his own morning suit okay um which I'm sure he did not appreciate having to wear his own morning Aristocrats suit. never appreciate being in movies. Well, I come from some aristocracy way back, way, way back. Look at you. I know. So fancy. I know. I do not. You, I'm sure you do. My mom's done your... Done your... Chart? chart tree? Thing, thing? Tree. You're in your dad's way into that. Yeah, it's true. I'm sure you come from, from hey, aristocracy. Hey, are you a king or a queen somewhere and are related to me? Let me know about it. Yeah. Reach out to me. Notseenthispod.com. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Let us. Am I a king somewhere? Let us know if. Am we I going to have royalty. my own princess diary situation? Let us know if we are. Royalty. Oh my god, that could be amazing. Let's talk about my favorite. Oh, you know what? I forgot to mention that um, Andy McDowell was not the first choice for Carrie. Really? No. Was a good actress the first choice? Oh. I don't Burn. know. I don't know. Damn, Andy. If you consider her a good actress, but Jean Triplehorn was cast. She's a good actress. Um, Jean Triplehorn was cast. 
but then had to drop out due to a death in the family. To go make the firm. Um, no, she had a death <laughs> in the family. And then they gave it to, this one made no sense, Marissa Tomei. So weird. <laughs> so uh, weird. But like, she we need an American, but like, what? Like, that, oddly, that vibe is weird. She also oddly had, a, a, like, a death or a sick grandmother or something. I don't know. The one thing that I am super grateful for is that Richard Curtis, who is shite at casting, did not get his first choice, which was Sarah Jessica Parker? Yeah. Again, not a good what? actress. No, it's not even like... It's not even that she's not a good actress. It's not right. It's it's about the part. Yeah, That's the not vibe the right is to- the part vibe is way her. off. Are you kidding me? Yeah, like, I think of her from this era, and I think of her as the ditzy girlfriend in L.A. Story with Steve Martin. You know? That was really good casting. Let's go get a colonic. That was really good casting. I can't see her being... <laughs> the the american foil in this at all no so especially not yeah. with all the aristocracy and rich people she just didn't no. it just didn't fit in you needed mm-hmm. to have someone with a little more gravitas yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. that's where i'm going like like andy with her hats y'all well oh lord i had it made special i'm at this wedding in england i'm going to talk about my favorite my favorite thing which is the Okay, so we're going to talk about it at the, we're going to talk about it kind of at the end, but in honor of the 25th birthday of this film and in honor of Red Nose Day, uh, the, every single member of the original cast, with the exception of um, the wonderful Charlotte Coleman and obviously uh, Simon Callow because he's dead in the movie, they all got back together for a... Uh, a short 14 film. minute short yeah. film mm-hmm. and I won't I mean it's basically should we give it away or I mean yeah we'll, we'll we'll link yeah and we can link to it too we can link to it yeah we'll yeah. link to it it's like a revival it's like set in you know the future it's like it's, it's kind of a, 25 years in the it's future. kind of a sequel-ish thing but it's you know for Red Nose Day and so it reunites all the cast even folks who like don't have a speaking part in this short film are cast members from the movie. Yes. And it's really cute and really yes. fun. Yes, And it's the... They kind of recycle some of the same beats and jokes. Yes. And... The daughter of Carrie and Charles marries the daughter mm-hmm. of Fiona. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that was their way of saying we weren't able to really say what we wanted to say in the 1994 film. So for this one, we're getting two girls fucking married, y'all. Yeah, because uh, at the funeral um, for Gareth, when Matthew gets up, they said, okay, and now one of Gareth's closest friends is going to say some words. Which I was like, close friends? That's that not... was painful. Like, yeah, we're just that's like, not what they were. Fuck you, man. They were not that close... was not a they close like friend. They weren't like buds. Like, they were partners. Like, come on. But again, it was 1994. Uh so it's the, they had to do what they could for the time. Yeah, it was they were limited to, you know, warm glances and hugs and just kind of the look. They never said the word gay. No. Um no, they but they were not characters. They were not caricatures, I guess I should say. No. Uh and I think that was really fantastic for the time they were not portrayed as like that sick dying AIDS man, like mm-hmm. in Philadelphia or that, um, cartoonish, cartoonish yeah. queenie type of mm-hmm. thing where you're like, come give the man some, 
fucking right. Which again, if that's your thing, that's your thing. We're just saying like at the no, time. No, I'm not saying it, that at the time it was very easy to like stereoty- stereotypically play up these characters on film because and TV. that was the only way people that's were comfortable it with done. it. They were like so, but having these two just adult, mature, regular men in a regular relationship uh, is it, it? It reads great today. So 25 years ago, like it must have read really forward thinking. Yeah, they. Um, in, instead of having the, instead of having the gay man or gay men, um, or actually, I love. There's a line. Fiona's uh, at one of the weddings, and she sits down next to this old woman, and the old woman goes, "Are you married?" And she says, "No." And she says, "Are you a lesbian?" And she's like, "Good lord." Yeah. And she says, oh, "It's much more interesting a question than oh, haven't found the right chap yet." And I thought. How fantastic that they even had that mm-hmm. in there. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead of having the the LGBTQ plus people like uh, removed from it, it was they were seamlessly integrated yeah. as really they well should done. be yeah. because they're we're normal all people. The fucking same. Mm-hmm. Um, Four Weddings had a had a charismatic gay couple seamlessly integrated into a predominantly straight friendship group. Um, more significantly, their relationship is conspicuously the most harmonious and healthy in the film. Yeah, it is. Think about it. If not um, for uh, Garrett's, of course, shocking death by heart attack, I mean, they were a great couple. They would yeah. have been together for the rest of their lives. Yeah. I really loved, and this was a punch in the face uh, to the government, to anybody at the time who was, I guess, homophobic or... Uh, Matthew begins his speech in the funeral by remarking, Gareth used to prefer funerals to weddings. He said it was easier to get enthusiastic about a ceremony one had an outside chance of eventually being involved in. Which, if you were really thinking about it, you were like, oh, fuck. It's a dig at the fact that they couldn't get married. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And it's a really well done line. Yes, and and uh, so then The Atlantic says, thus, I believe this was The Atlantic, Sorry if it wasn't. It was one of them. Thus, a full decade before the 2004 Civil Partnership Act offered UK same-sex couples legal recognition and protection, four weddings made the case for marriage equality in a manner that unenlightened heterosexuals could easily grasp. Reflecting on a film, on the film in a 2008 Guardian article, Simon Callow wrote, it almost defies belief. This one killed me. But in the months after the release release of the film, I received a number of letters from apparently intelligent, apparently intelligent, articulate members of the public saying that they had never realized until seeing the film that gay people had emotions like normal people. Yeah, that's rough. That's so special. Yeah. They learned it eventually. Well, I also love that in the 14 minute short, Mm -hmm. They had uh, that that moment where um, uh, Matthew is now married to that super fucking foxy. Uh, yeah, that, I forget his name. Actor who I, I love. Forget his name, but he's yeah. Indian or Pakistani. I can't remember. Good looking, but dude. he's so hot. And um, and he says this is and he says goes up to Angus and says this is my husband and Angus goes your husband. And it was such a uh, a nod to the fact that they never said, "I'm gay" or "my husband" or anything in the mm-hmm. first movie. Did you get yeah. that? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was that was a deep cut, mm-hmm. but it was so off. For those of you who were like really paying attention, it was so awesome. He's like, "Your husband, your husband, oh, your husband, 
of course, your husband. And then he's like, Laura, this is her husband. She's like, yes, I'm, I am not an idiot. Yeah, she was like, hi, nice to meet you. You're, my husband's stupid. I'm Please sorry that him. my husband is a moron. Yeah. And, and of course, his husband's like, is there a problem? And I'm like, well, everyone's an idiot. Yeah. Um, I loved that. Yeah, that was good. Uh, and I thought, I thought really the short, short. I, I thought the short was, it had its moments where you were like, ow, yuck. And then it, ha- I mean, not yuck, but like, okay, cheesy. But, uh, then it had those moments and I thought, fucking A, man, mm-hmm. Th- way to go, Richard it's Curtis, really nice. who I want to call Thomas all the time. Um, Richard Thomas? I always want to call him Thomas Curtis. Thomas Curtis. I don't know why. I'm changing Richard your Curtis. name, Richard Curtis. Sorry, Rick. Ricky C, I'm changing your name. You're, you'll be fine. Um, I also really liked how they handled the fact that everybody was rich, but they never talked about jobs and Curtis did that on purpose. Mm -hmm. That's smart. He said, who comes and talks about, you have these people who are obviously, I mean, you saw the weddings ridiculously wealthy. Right. Well, also probably all voting. Well, also I think, I think it doesn't even (laughs) need to be happening because like it's four weddings and a funeral. It's about this friend group and their evolving relationships. And it's set almost in. You know, there are a few scenes outside of it, but most of the movie, large majority, takes place at wedding receptions. So you only have so much screen time to devote to these characters and their relationships and how it evolves. So you're not going to have Charles coming up to Fiona and being like, how's your job at the newspaper? Or what's life like at the something firm? Like, it's it would drag it down because their jobs are not a part of this story. Nope. Like, it's not that they don't need to have those jobs, but like... It doesn't serve the story, and it's really smart that it's not in there. It would have dragged everything down. As is, it's really tight. It just this thing just books right along. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and they made the most of they made the most of their money. Um, I think they they shot at some really fantastic places. Uh, two of them in particular, I thought were really gorgeous. The um, wedding number two, Bernard for you. Thanks. American. Bernard and Bernard. Lydia. Bernard and Lydia got married at the Old Royal Naval College, which you see um, in Les Mis, Madness of King George, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, The Duchess, Young Victoria, Parrots Par- Par- of the Caribbean. It might as well be that. I would watch that in a heartbeat. Kenneth Branagh, Cinderella, Cinderella. You know what? I bet Sesame Street has done that. Oh, shoot. If they haven't, you guys, hey, free idea. Hey, free Parrots idea. Of the Caribbean. Parrots of the Caribbean. You're, You're welcome. welcome. PayPal mm-hmm. me. And many other productions. Uh, the non-wedding, number four, poor hen, um, is Priory Church of St. Bartholomew the Great. West he Smithfield. was great. He was. I mean, how can you how can you argue that? He was the best. St. Bart, just the awesomest. Uh, that one, now that one was a serious, like, you saw it's that really and you knew, wait a minute, I've been here before. And yeah. you have, and I'll tell you. Hit me. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Okay. The end of the affair. Okay. Your favorite Shakespeare in Love. It's so good. I will. It's so good. The other Boleyn girl. Amazing okay. Grace. Okay. Elizabeth, the Golden Age. Mm-hmm. Guy Ritchie, Sherlock Holmes. Oh wow. The more recent Suffragette. Didn't see it. Other things. That's you know, amazing. I'm just yeah. Saying. When it when it cut to the interior there, I was like, this is not just uh, an old looking church. This is a familiar building. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, That's yeah. really cool. The Scottish wedding was in a rich English guy's house, and the 
darling cinematographer when he was on vacation in Scotland was like, quick, get the camera. I need some establishing shots of Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> and so Editing. Yay. We're in Scotland suddenly. Yeah. It's like Wayne's go. world. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Magically whisked away to Delaware. Delaware. Hi. Hi. I'm, I'm in Delaware. Delaware. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that's, yeah, I mean, it's, it yeah. is a practically perfect film. It's a great, great movie. Like, I liked so much of it. Unfortunately, like, it was, it was, uh, <sighs> Thomas Curtis. Tom, Richard Curtis. I know. Richard Thomas but Curtis. I'm shaming the third. him by calling him Thomas Curtis. You know what you did, Tom. You know. Now, Richard Curtis tried to capture lightning in a bottle after that. I don't blame him. It was... This was a huge hit. Successful, but not... Okay. Being married to a film critic means that I understand the difference between a successful film and a good film, and how very rarely a successful film is also a good film. (laughs) Sometimes. Sometimes there's an overlap there, but there's the overlap is not like guaranteed. Yeah, but you know I'm saying that as a Mm -hmm. it's a compliment to you and also it's a lesson for me. Um uh, an excellent example would be and girls, I don't want to hear it, so don't even say it. Notting Hill is not a good movie. I actually haven't you seen it. You can love time. it. You can love it if you love Hugh Grant. I'll give it to you. Love him all you want. But it's not a good film. Is Julia Roberts better than Andy McDowell? Yes. Yes. Unequivocally. Is she as much of an asshole? Yes. Yeah, pretty much. More so. And if I I I've seen I just saw Four Weddings for the first time, obviously, but very recently. I haven't seen Notting Hill in probably fifteen years. So I can't speak to it with any kind of real knowledge or, or, or memory or authority, but he tried to, he tried to do four weddings and a funeral. Yeah. Just in a different yeah, way. There was a friend group. There was a friend group, the American outsider. Yep. And the, and the goofy yeah. housemate. Mm-hmm. I mean, he mm-hmm. just, it was kind I'm kind of embarrassed for him. I'm sure, like, yeah. Oh no. And it was still a hit, but yeah, still a huge hit. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm talking about. You know, a good hit. Then let's talk about a massively, massively huge hit that, my husband hates like you hate, I don't know. Terrorists. Yeah. I'm talking about the movie terrorism, Love Actually. <laughs> That's right. They're the same thing. It's a m- movie. Love Actually is terrorists. Write me. Not seen this pod dot com. Uh, no, it's not. Bless Love their hearts. Actually I is just, actually not a good yeah, film. Yeah, it's I just I can't. Love actually, no. and this is this is where no. let's talk about let's talk let's let's take this back to the first podcast, Better Off Dead, mm-hmm. where you go. This is just a bunch of random moments that you've like smushed together, and we're supposed to get this as a mm-hmm. film, and what, and huh, mm-hmm. and you have like a stalker who wants his best friend's girlfriend. Andrew Lincoln, you're better than that. Yeah, the sign thing is weird. And you were so hot. Colin Firth's in love with a lady who doesn't speak his language. Emma Thompson's husband's cheating on her. Laura Linney's very sad. Uh, 
Uh, Hugh Grant is. I'm gonna tell you why it's Hugh Grant is dating the prettiest girl you can imagine, and everyone thinks she's ugly. And no, no, everyone thinks she's fat. Yeah, and I'm like, she's fat, then I am a beluga whale. I was there. I was when I saw it. They're like, she's fat. I'm like, that lady is smoking. Who are you guys talking about? I'm gonna tell you why it was popular. Are you ready? Beautiful, beautiful people in love Mm -hmm. and great music. Oh my god! And the stupid fucking kid. I, no, the, I hate the kid. The yeah. kid acts like he's 32. He's like, come on, dad, let's go do this. I'm like, you're like fucking seven years old, yeah, man. No, I hate the kid. I hate when kids act like adults. I hate the kid, Fuck but that movie. I love, listen, beautiful people and great music. Craig Armstrong can write a score like nobody's business. Plus, you have that yeah. fantastic version of one of my favorite Christmas songs ever um, uh, that I can't remember the name of. That one. All I Want for Christmas is You. The little girl sings it. Yes, That's and weird. she's fabulous. It's a great song. Just give, listen, yeah, I'm telling you that I it's a bad you. movie. Let me have my. You got it. Plus Hugh Grant. Plus Alan Rickman being all Both like. very charming. Alan Rickman, you know. Harry Potter. Harry, I don't know why you keep doing that. That's all I can do. You're very strange. Um, yeah, so Richard Curtis, no. Richard Curtis. I hope that you invested. I hope that you just stop. Okay. We love you. Be happy, man. You gave us four weddings. You gave us Thank four you. weddings and we We're love set. you for that. We're we set, love man. We love you. We're good. We're set. No, you stop now. You stop that now. You just go. You Thank you very much and goodbye. You stop that you, now. Good job. Hey, now, uh, something else that's interesting that I am very... Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, Mindy Kaling, okay. who seems determined to take over the world, mm-hmm. is doing a reboot of Four Weddings and a Funeral what? for Hulu as a series with a girl that just I that, should no, know just from just that, Game of Thrones. Just that sentence exhausted me. I know. Like, I don't want to... I know. I don't want to... The movie already know. is the movie, and it's real good. But Mindy Kaling thinks she can do everything. I don't blame her. She's been very successful and more power to her with the I show like that her. she had. But uh, I no, like I don't wanna it just sounds weird. Nah. I'm not into that just just from the the jump. We're gonna say we're not into it, but you know what? We will we vow this we make this vow to you. Swear upon my dog. One listener. Hi mom. We will watch the first episode. And yeah. report back. Why the hell not? During a pod keeping session. We'll keep up the pod with it. Uh, because we should give it a chance. Why not? You know. We already paid for Hulu. I'll watch it. Yeah. We'll give it a we'll give it a shot. Um, but you know, interesting that she's doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My great dad movie, my dad loves this movie. It's a great movie. I'm really glad that you showed it to me. It's a really good movie. Oh, I'm so I'm glad happy. I got to I'm glad I finally saw it. It's great. What did you think of it? Uh, if you have seen it, let us know not seen this pod at gmail.com or not see this pod.com or anything. Yep. Yeah, Facebook, Tweet Twitter, Instagram, not seen this pod. I am not the tweeter of the family. Uh, that That's would be me. my love. I'm the Instagrammer. I I do not tweet. Mm-hmm. It is too much for me. So if you hit us up on both platforms, you're going to get different responses. You are very much going to get different Just responses. Just heads up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is, I really hope you guys are enjoying these. We're enjoying making them. Um, please 
subscribe and um, and leave us a review and keep listening because we are really enjoying this the next week. Next week is a film that I have not seen and I don't know I don't know what it is yet. Um, it's a surprise. It's a surprise. So now um, we're going to do our usual endings, which is our hell yeahs, where we talk mm-hmm. about, um, you know, something we like, something that's good, something we think you might like, something that happened to us. Just a general... Just a recommendation. Hooray. Just a whatever. Yeah. Just something you can take and apply to your life or just not. Just a hell yeah. Just hell yeah for something. We're from Texas. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. So I'll go first. My Hell Yeah is a comic book called Paper Girls, written by Brian K. Vaughn. Uh, Who it, I have been on a podcast with. Yes, you have. Hey, uh, Brian, if you're out there. BKV, it's, call it's me. Call hey, me. man. Hi. Uh, it started a couple years ago now, so the first couple of hardbacks are out and some trade issues are out as well. It's about four newspaper delivery girls who are about 12 years old, and they're all working together on Halloween night, uh, and it's a really crazy night, and they get sucked into this crazy sci-fi time travel adventure story. And it's really fun. Tons of twists. Tons of adventure. Uh, The characters are really well written. Brian K. Vaughn, of course, has written a bunch of other really good comic books like Saga and Why the Last Man and The Runaways. So just a great writer. So I recommend it. It's called Paper Girls. Uh, Check it out. You can get it on Amazon, uh, bookstores, wherever you want. So yeah, that's my hell yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. That's a very good hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Mine is more... um, Mine is less like... Of a thing and more of a feeling uh, that I encourage, that I am encouraging uh, you guys to feel as well. Um, I was recently on a trip um, with my family and I was not really well before I went. I hadn't been sleeping well and I wasn't sleeping well while I was there and I didn't feel good emotionally at all, at all. And I was in my favorite, one of my favorite places in the world, but uh, I wasn't enjoying myself and I was having a lot of, a lot of issues. And I made the decision to come home early. I made the decision to take care of myself and it was really hard. Um, It required some money and moving parts and things changing and uh conversations to be had that were kind of sticky but like in the end i chose me and i encourage that of all of you you need to especially in these times where the world is burning down and um we are all just trying to stay afloat please take care of yourself if you need to go see the doctor go see the doctor there is no shame i will list my medications online for you if you want them like i am not ashamed of of taking care of myself and i my hell yeah is hell yeah i fucking left this gorgeous place um this free vacation sorry for the dog walking around in the background um hell yeah i left i left and i came home and i slept for hours and hours and I felt really great and I want that's what I want for all of you is to feel really great and so however that looks for you if that's getting more exercise getting less exercise (laughs) not working as much or working more like I knew today that I needed to get up and do stuff so I got up and like worked like a crazy person in our bedroom not like that 
Um, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm just saying, I, mental health, everybody, and physical. Self-care. Self-care is my hell yeah. Well, hell yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. So uh, I love you guys, and Daniel loves you, even though he's not as good with the feeling stuff. I have so many. He does. And uh, Sadie loves you, even though she She's the pain in the ass. was a slack-ass producer today. Sucks, and Sadie. not going to be getting a raise. I don't know why dogs even apply for this job. They're not good at it. I don't know. We turned down that great guy from Serial. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Come back. I know. What are you going to do? Okay. Um, I mean, who has a name like Ira Glass? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't trust him. Uh, I Googled him. Couldn't shady. find a thing. Shady. Uh, we're going to leave you with uh, the song that was on the top of the British charts for an ungodly 15 weeks, much to the Brits' chagrin. They shouldn't have bought the record, then. That's their they fault. They shouldn't have bought the record, but God bless them, they did. Mm-hmm. And uh, we love you for weddings and a funeral. Mm-hmm. Bye, everybody. See you next week. Love is all around me And so